to school, back to school. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. Hope I don't get in a fight, back to school. The cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's from Billy Madison. So he's like, it's Adam oh Sandler. And he has to like yes. go back to school as an adult. And so that's his song. But I've been singing that like all week in my head. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. And now I need to watch Billy Madison. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You do. Oh, okay. Anyways. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. This is episode five. And we went back to school. Except not really, because unfortunately we are full-grown adults with real people jobs. And we don't get summers off anymore. I wish. God, I I wish. I have one brother left in school and he was like getting his backpack ready. And he's just like so excited for school to start. And I was like, man, I'm actually jealous. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always loved first day of school. I got to pick an outfit my outfit that was the best part yeah you had it like planned for a week in advance i love the back a to week shopping oh we were always really i feel like we were probably delayed on our back to school clothes shopping i had that outfit planned for like two months and i would put it on regularly throughout the summer <laughs> oh like, i never once put it on i didn't put it on until the morning of i mean i would have just been a fall person <laughs> I, I would try it on right in the store that's fair and figure out once i knew which one it was i didn't wear it because i didn't want to ruin it I was just overzealous. I had to, like, keep putting it on to, like, reassure myself. Maybe it was a confidence thing. Maybe I just, like, needed the boost. I was, like, the back-to-school supply shopping. Mm. I was Lisa Frank all the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for those, like, five years in the 90s. You were spending, like, five years just being like, okay, what folder do I want? Because this one has a cute kitten on it. But that one has a cute puppy Ooh, this one has a cute kitten and a cute puppy. Or you can get the one that's on sale and get two of them. Yeah, but those ones were never as cute. No, but sometimes I would run out of one. Like, I would need, like, the room. Oh. Like, for I would need to have two folders because I liked to, like, organize it a specific way. Mm-hmm. So it was always a really tough choice. Like, do I want the cute one, which I usually went for, or I could get the one that was, like, two for one. Which yeah. is not as cute, but probably more practical. And as an adult, I would probably get. Let's be real, I'd probably still get Lisa Frank. Yeah. Actually. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so for this week, we decided to do back to school, as we obviously already told you. But we are doing books that we didn't read in high school that it seems like everybody else did read. Because I took Brit Lit my senior year in high school. And so I read some weird books where I think yeah, people were did. reading a lot more normal ones yeah i ended yeah, up actually I did, the, I did those ap classes too so yeah. i was just they, we did like author themes so we didn't yeah. do like a lot of the like classics variety so i felt like i missed out on a lot of things so i think this is a great opportunity and a perfect time of year for it yeah yeah because i think the ap class my senior year all they did was poems yes we did poems we did so many poems i was like i'd rather read a book than a poem i'm not very good at this whole like analyze each line situation not my jam yeah we did a bunch of really random stuff in Britlet. like you got to make a lot of choices it was like Catterbury Tales which is just people telling stories and you got to pick whatever stories and like 
the grim fairy tales it was like pick whatever fairy tale you want you just need to read so many of them and then like I feel like it would have been a great class but you definitely did still miss out on some like classics yeah. that everybody reads <laughs> anyways uh do you want to do your book first or you want me to uh, i think it's your turn to go first this week i think Ooh. i did mine first last week okay i'm looking forward to hearing about yours though i haven't read this one either so yeah so i read catch 22 by joseph heller oh uh, originally i was going to do to kill a mockingbird uh yeah. And I was super delayed getting it at the library because I just, this freaking week just snuck up on me. Uh, so by the time I finally requested from the library and I went to pick it up, I probably, I think I had three days to read it. And then I went and I got it. And turns out I had accidentally got the uh, graphic novel version, not the real book. I feel like you should definitely have read that for this. That's that's I amazing. Am, I am not a good graphic novel person. I've tried them before. Like, the library every summer does reading bingo, and one year it was read a graphic novel, and i did not a fan. Couldn't can't do get it. into it. Was it one of those, like, ones you read backwards, or that's just strictly no, it, anime? I think that's just strictly anime, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. so the library did not have the regular To Kill a Mockingbird, and so I ended up Googling and ended up on Goodreads, just, like, classic high school reads, and I went author to author of all the ones that sounded good and catch 22 was the only one that they had available to check out um but i mean it worked out because i actually so i'm only like three quarters of the way in okay but i'm really liking it and it works out because um blake boyfriend uh has apparently read it five times he read it for the first time in fifth grade so he loves this book he just i don't know loves because the um his one series that he loves the most uh, is Wheel of Time, which is, I think, 17 books. And he's probably read slash listened to all of them eight, ten times, something like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, but anyway, he does really like this book. So, okay. I do just have a little thing to say about it before I start telling y'all about it. Is okay. that my retelling of this book and explaining it is going to be all over the damn place. Because the timeline of the book is just very Jeremy Baramy. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. anybody gets my Jeremy Baramy reference yes, from Jeremy Baramy, absolutely. The Good Place. If you don't know that one, how about a little wibbly wobbly uh, timey wimey? Either way, so the book basically goes, every chapter is from a different person's perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it'll start, like, it'll start with Yosarian. He's the main character who most of the book is kind of centered around. And it's his telling of what's going on. Um, but then it'll be like, oh yeah, and when this happened, and it'll go back, and then it'll start telling you about what happened then, and then it goes back, and so now that I'm like at halfway, the stories storylines kind of start coalescing with each other and are following up on everything. Oh, that's kind of cool though. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's super good, and it's definitely gonna be a book that I'm I will reread it because I actually am really enjoying it, and I think it'll be better. Um, I think I'll like it more after I've read it once and I've understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's set off the island of Pinoza. I think that's how you pronounce it. I should know. I've been listening to it on Audible because that was the other thing. I realized I was not going to be able to read it quickly enough. And so I started listening to it on Audible and jumping back and forth between it. Being able um, to recognize your weaknesses is a strength. Here we go. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Anyways, so like I said, so it mainly revolves around Yosarian. He's a captain in World War II. And um, 
So I have notes. That's how confusing. I honestly felt like I was back in high school writing notes about the book that I'm going to do my book report on. I had to map it out. Yeah, so I knew would know how to explain it to everybody. Um, So I don't know how I want to explain this. Okay. So basically what... No, we're going to go... We're going to do this a different one. Okay. So Yosarian, every time that the number of missions that they have to do to be able to go home, every time it gets raised, he goes running to the hospital. So it starts out and he has a pain in his liver. And it's really confusing the doctors because if it gets worse, then it'll turn to jaundice and they can treat jaundice. And Mm -hmm. if it gets better, then they can just send him home. But every day they come in and they go, hey, how's the pain in your liver? And he's like, oh, it still hurts. Hmm. Um. And so there's just like he gets like, stuck in this bubble, and then um, I don't see. So that's the thing; it's so hard to like figure out how to explain it. Okay, uh, and so then all of so if you're an officer who's in the hospital, you have to censor notes from or letters home from anybody who's below you. And apparently, it's super boring. And so he just starts doing whatever he wants. So at one point, um, all but like the romantic words, he censors. And then every adjective gets censored one time. It's just like a board officer deciding what isn't isn't okay to be sent home. Exactly, yeah. Just because he's bored. Um, And then there would be ones on one of them, he censored everything but the greeting. Um, And then he got bored of signing it his name, and so then he started signing it Washington Irving. Or Irving Washington. Just for fun, to like kind of mix things up. Um, And so then what's they also do that's super freaking confusing, stinking Joseph Heller over here, is that they'll start talking about something and they'll be explaining it to a person and then they will just keep going back and forth and back and forth until the first person's finally like, yeah, no, that makes sense. You're right. A dime is a nickel. You know, a dime is a nickel. Or the person just gives up and is like, you make no sense. Hmm. It's, yeah, it's super freaking crazy. And so the whole kind of thing about catch 22 is that okay so here's some i wrote down two examples of how they explain what catch 22 is so you only need 40 missions before you can go home but one of the colonels comes out and says you have to do 55 missions before you can go home so yosarian goes to doc and he's like hey i only need the 40 and he's like yeah you're gonna catch 22 he's like how so so yeah you only need 40 missions but Colonel says you have to have 55. So if you go against what the Colonel is saying, you're going against a direct order. So even if the Colonel is wrong, you can't... It's you still a direct order. You, it's a direct order, so you have to do the 55, and you would be the one court-martialed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And then the other one that they explain, which I think is just amazing, is that... So at one point, he goes to the dock, and he's like, Hey, uh, I want you to ground me. I heard that if I, if you say I'm crazy, you can ground me. Doc's like, Yeah. But you have to ask me to ground you because you're crazy. And he's like, all right, I'm crazy. Ground me. He's like, yeah, now I can't ground you. Because no crazy person. What is it? It's um, So crazy gets you grounded, but you have to ask. And as soon as you ask to be grounded because you're crazy, you're no longer crazy. You're sane because a crazy person doesn't know he's crazy. He doesn't know they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so other random. There's just like so many random things that happened that it's like, I don't even really know how they're so all is it totally... just like a collection of catch 22 scenarios occurring to all of these characters during the same time period. Is that what it is? Cause if each no, character cause... has its own chapter, is it just like, here's how everyone experienced this one day? Or is it like, 
a week? Like, what kind of time frame are we talking about It's here? pretty much the entire time they're on the island of Pianosa. During Pianosa? World War During II. World War II. Yeah, okay. so I think it's okay. supposed to, I think it's set, I think it's towards the end of World War Two, is technically when they're there. Um, but so basically, it's like Yosarian's pretty much, it's his entire time of being there. So it'll be like, so it starts out with the whole, he has a hurt liver, and then like nine chapters later, you're from this other view of this other guy, and it turns out that a nurse guy, doctor guy came in, and he was like, yeah, no, he's like, I think it's Yosarian. It's like, yeah, I think it's my appendix. The doctor guy's like, no, 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 it's not your appendix, it's your liver. And he's like, nope, doc, I'm pretty sure it's my appendix. And he's like, no, if it's your appendix, we can take it out, you can go back. He's like, but livers, livers confuse us. We know we need them. We think we know what they do. It's your liver that hurts. And then he never sees this doctor guy again. Hmm. But that's like from a totally different perspective. So it's just like all these like random people like telling all these stories. So like there's these two generals that are constantly like squabbling back and forth and just like engaging in like super pointless activities to try and kind of like one up each other. And they'll like write letters to like the upper offices. But there's this ex PFC Wintergreen who is in charge of the mail and he likes one of the generals better than the other. So he always destroys the one guy's letters. And so the other one always wins. What a jerk. Uh, and then there's Colonel Cathcart, and he wants to be a general, so he's the one who's always upping up how many missions they have to do, because he thinks it makes him look better, because he doesn't have to go on any of these missions, but he's like, my men are going on 60 missions, and he, like, like, volunteers. the true head of any organization. Yeah, and he, like, volunteers his crews to go on all these, like, super terrible missions that are gonna get him killed, and all this you stuff. You guys go, I'll be here with the tea when you're done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh and then God. there's oh. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant uh, Milo Minderbinder, and he starts his own Milo enterprise. Binder. M- Milo Minderbinder. His last Binder. name is Minderbinder. Milo Minderbinder. Milo Minderbinder. Um, oh so he ends up working in the mess hall, and he starts this whole uh, enterprise for himself called M&M Enterprise. The first M is for Milo. The second M is for Minderbinder. And the and is in the is so that way nobody thinks that M&M Stands for Milo Minderbinder. Oh, but he has like. That would be well before his time, though. <laughs> um, He's got but, the MM. All right. So he has found a whole way, and the whole thing is, is that so he buys eggs from these one people at five cents an egg, and he sells them back to like the mess hall people for seven cents an egg, and he makes a profit. Brilliant. No. Other way around. I got that oh. wrong. So he, he buys, buys he buys them for seven cents an egg, five. and he sells them for five, and he makes a profit. But then, if you finally figure out when you get to his chapter that it's because, so he's like the mayor of a one town, he's like the chancellor of another, and so he has all these things where, like, so who he's a he's actually buying it for an egg for a penny, and then he's selling it over to these people at three and a quarter penny, and then they're buying it for this much. And so somehow he is actually making a profit. He still comes out ahead. Because he's basically all the hands that are all moving. Wow. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to need to uh, reread this book. Um, one part that I super love in the book is that so there's a character's name, and it's Major, and a big line space Decoverly. So I Decoverly like Decoverly. Can you spell that? 
D E space C O V E R L Y to Coverly. Okay. All right. So it's major blank to Coverly. So as I was pronouncing it in my head, I kept being like, major to Coverly. And then in Audible, how they do it is major mm-hmm to Coverly. Or major mm-hmm to Coverly. Major mm-hmm to Coverly. Because it's just censored. It's not, not there. Yeah, because it turns out censored. nobody knows what his first name is because oh. nobody has been brave enough to ask him his first name. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So I thought that was super Sounds like something I would clever. do in the workplace. Like, what's that guy's uh, name? You talk to him all the time. I have no idea. I'm too afraid uh, uh, mm-hmm, that guy? Mm-hmm, DeCoverly? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah, so at one point, the CID men show up, which I had to Google what CID men are, and it's basically like FBI and CIA, but for, uh, the military. But one of them shows up, and he was like, hey, yeah, we're trying to figure out who's been, who this Washington Irvine guy is. And then another one shows up, and he's asking the same thing, and he ends up pitting each other against each other. Because then at one point, um, the chaplain, they're like, we think it's you. He said it was you. And he's like, no, that's not me. And then after they leave, he's like, oh, that's actually a really smart idea. So he starts signing them as Washington Irvine. And then at one point, Major Major. Major Major. His name is Major Major Major. And he is a major. Or maybe his name is Major Major. Major Major Major. Yeah, so he has four majors. He's Major. Major Major Major. His dad wanted to, like, play some, like, cruel jokes. So that was one of the other things I actually wanted to say. So another thing about this book is that he is, like, so damn overly descriptive. And he goes, like, he will, like, kill a topic until you freaking know it. Um, So here's one about Major Major's father. Major Major's father was a sober, God-fearing man whose idea of a good joke was to lie about his age. He was a long-limbered farmer, a God-fearing, freedom-loving liar. A fine, rugged individualist who held that federal aid to anyone but farmers was creeping socialism. Uh, and then it goes on and on to say, uh, oh yeah, he advocated thrift and hard work and disapproved of loose women who turned him down. His specialty was alfalfa, and he made a good thing out of not growing any. Government paid him well for every bushel of alfalfa he did not grow. The more alfalfa he did not grow, the more money the government gave him, and he spent every penny he didn't earn on new land to increase the amount of alfalfa he did not produce. Um, and then... Why did you talk about alfalfa for so damn long? Right? Like, and I mean, like... I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Major, Major, Major's dad. Major, Major's father. At this point, he's not a major yet, so he's just Major, Major. Uh, His father also lied and told his mom that he named him Caleb Major, and it wasn't until the mom died when he was, like, five or something. Uh, Changed it to Major, Major. No, it had always been... Major, major. He like wrote on the birth certificate, major, major. He, they, he, he just, just told her he didn't. Yeah, because she she was like, "That's stupid. I don't want to name a major, major." She's like, "I hate you. Please leave." Um, but yeah, so it like goes on for like ever about his dad, and then major, major's father was an outspoken champion of economy and government, provided it did not interfere with the sacred duty of government to pay farmers as much as they could get for all the alfalfa they produced that no one else wanted or for not producing any alfalfa at all. He was a proud, independent man who opposed unemployment insurance and never hesitated to whine, whimper, wheedle, or exhort for as much as he could get from whoever he could. He was a devout man. And, like, he'll do this for, like, every character. He just will go on and on. And, like, the most, like, random descriptions that, like, you don't need, like, 
You're just like, I don't feel like I need to know that much about these people. It seems excessive. Maybe he's just trying to give you, like, a picture of, like, what Major Major's life would have been like with said father. Yeah, it's just, like, he does it for every, like, almost every I just have a lot of questions about the not growing alfalfa but getting paid for it situation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So basically, all I want to know about. How do I... Basically, how I think it works. Not grow alfalfa and make more money. (laughs) Well, you need to be back in World War II times where you can get compensated for it. But, yeah, so he basically got, like, unemployment or, like, a handout from the government because he was trying to grow alfalfa and he couldn't grow alfalfa so like probably the like first year it happened he just didn't grow enough alfalfa or he couldn't sell it and they were like oh so my gosh here like have some have a whole whatever. bunch of money yeah. and then so it like goes on to be like that he like literally spends all of his time after the golden age when farms were failing so the government paid them to help them get through yep yeah it goes on to be like how he like actively wasn't growing alfalfa how he made sure he slept until noon Every day, so he did not get up early and sleep. If my job was to not grow alfalfa, I would absolutely sleep until then. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Wow. Um, okay, so, so... I think that's, like, I think all I have on the book. Like, it is so damn weird that I don't know, like, what the true plot line is other than, basically, they're in World War II and they have to just keep bombing people to try and win the war and there's lots of catch 22s catch 22s happen everywhere and all the time there's a lot of like weird speaking uh but like i said i also did the audible book of it because i knew i wasn't going to finish it in time right the narrator himself is good i don't remember who it is but it's so weird how they do it so randomly um so like in the book they'll be like yelling so a lot of the reviews say that he actually yells which he does do but the reviews i feel like make it sound like the volume of your recording gets louder and it i don't think it does so i don't know like maybe i just have something turned on to not let that happen or they finally Hmm. fixed it but randomly like mid chapter they'll just start playing like military marching music that's weird it's almost it's ill placed it's super odd so i think i will be returning the audible book once i finish this book though because i mean it is actually a really good book and I will absolutely read it again. And apparently we have a copy somewhere around the apartment. So Oh, so there you go. I have to get it from the library okay. again. But why do you think schools would pick this book to have kids read? Um see, I would probably I see I don't even know. Probably because right, that had to do with like No, I like it, yeah. Probably because it was like had to do with war. Um and it does make you think. Um I wouldn't be surprised if it was also on like the band book list because it also i mean it has a lot of like n-words and a lot of racist stuff in it uh, mm. but i mean it does make you think a lot right like trying to figure right. out like how the catch-22s work and the whole thing with alfalfa like it actually it took me a minute or two to be like wait how is he making money by not growing alfalfa like what is going on and i think it would be really a good one if it, if you had a class who all read it and you're kind of reading it chapter to chapter, like, together around the same time. So you can be talking more about it and, like, I don't know, make, like, actually, like, draw out the true plot line of, like, okay, mm. so here's what happened here. Here's how this one happened. How did that plot of that chapter work into this plot? If you had time to, like, dissect it, I think there's, like, a lot Oh yeah, work with there. Like, especially, like, his descriptions and, like, it sounds like the kind of the words that he uses. So I feel like there's, like, a lot to unpack which I'm guessing is probably why schools like it. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, there's definitely okay. a lot that can be taught and learned from it. That's cool. Don't try to read it in three days, though. That's my advice. But I mean... I did not spark you note it. I did not read the spark notes. I'm proud. And I also didn't even just read the beginning of the chapters. I listened. Also, the other one that I wanted to say, where the hell was Audible in the early 2000s with these, like, I could have just listened to all of my books on audio. I could have listened. I wouldn't have to, like, read them. Not How that dare I pro- we be old? Probably wouldn't have, but damn, kids these kids these days. I'm gonna make all my children read the solid, regular paper book version. No, put that in your brain hole. I don't There's care no how you cheating. get it. I don't think it's cheating, but as long as you're I, like I actually think at paying a attention, age it is because I think part of the point is like for kids to learn like the sentence structure and stuff, and oh, I think you yeah. lose a lot of that like when you're not reading it. So I think I would try to encourage people to read it like especially if they have like if, at that age particularly yeah. but yeah. like at but this think, point yeah i think eh. high school kids could listen to it and get just i guess as in much high time. school you're pretty settled in whatever yeah, you, ways you're gonna be in yeah it would just be like make sure that you're not working on a sales spreadsheet at work and you miss two right. chapters and you're not entirely sure what's going on and you have to re-listen to things i think that would be the issue because i do that yeah. but you know that's her yeah yeah. Well, Anyways, I too did not spark notes it. Oh, we did so good. Our teachers would be so proud of us. So proud of us. Ten years. Um, later. But I didn't quite finish my book. Um, so I read Lord of the Flies because hmm. this is when I, I remember a bunch of people reading in junior high, and I honestly have zero idea why my teacher didn't read it. I wasn't even in an AP class at this time, like. Not a clue. I know I've had a lot of, like, really artsy-fartsy English teachers, though, who, like, really focused on, like, making macaroni art. And I'm just like, (laughs) I have no idea why this counts as English curriculum. But you could get away with it in the early 2000s. Yeah. So, (laughs) I definitely did not read Lord of the Flies growing up. And I've heard some, like, mixed reviews over the years. In my mix, I've heard things about it being kind of gross. So, I was like, I'm intrigued. My husband was like, yeah, you may not like it. There might be parts that you might find uncomfortable. And up until now, I haven't found anything quite like that. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm guessing I'm coming up to it because I'm, like, a little bit more than halfway through. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a pretty linear storyline. Like, there's a bunch of boys on an airplane or something, and it falls out of the sky, crashes. And so they're all stuck on this island island where they haven't seen anybody they can't find anybody and so it basically centers around like these boys trying to survive and so like the first two boys it focuses on is ralph who becomes like the chief of all the boys like (laughs) somebody's got to be in charge this kid immediately like strips himself naked you know like typical kid stuff it doesn't like specify exactly how old they are but it sounds like they're somewhere between like eight and twelve Maybe. That would make sense for it to be, like, a middle-grade book then, too. Yeah, I, I feel like that's probably maybe a little bit older, but I would say, like, 14 tops. Like, nobody mm-hmm. sounds like they're mature at all. Yeah. Um, so Ralph sounds like he's probably, like, in the older. And, like, he meets this other kid. And this poor kid, you never learn his real name. And the first thing oh. he says to Ralph is just, like, I don't care what they call me as long as they don't call me what they called me at my old school. And he's like, what they call you at your old school? And he was like, Piggy. Oh, and so it stuck, and everyone called him Piggy because oh, Ralph no. immediately was like, "His name is Piggy." Oh, because children are terrible. Children are awful. 
So basically, like, these kids crash on this island, and Ralph and Piggy are the first ones to, like, kind of get their bearings at all, and they find a conch shell. And so they blow into the conch shell, thinking all of the boys will hear it, right? Because they're trying to figure out how to gather all of these rando boys. They have no idea how many people were on the plane, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they he blows on this conch shell. All of the boys start, like, coming out of, like, the woods and the water and all sorts of, like, crazy stuff. And I don't remember exactly how many boys there were. But probably a good amount sounded like maybe, like, mm-hmm. 15 boys at least. A good amount. Um, so the thing is, though, they're kids. They don't really bother to, like, count everybody. They've kind of got, like, half-assed plans for, like, anything that's potentially viable. Like, they mostly just, like, screw around and, like, talk about things that would totally work out. They're like, oh, well, there are no grown-ups, but the grown-ups would totally make a fire so we could be seen. That sounds like a logical plan. Totally does. But, like, the first night they go to make this fire, they do, like, stupid kid stuff in which they're like yeah there's a fire going and then they just start throwing all this stuff under the fire and they light the whole forest <laughs> on fire and they haven't taken any roster of everybody yet so they don't know how many people they have and they're pretty sure a kid burned up in the forest fire like right off the bat they're like oh yeah i haven't seen that kid since that night it's just like they don't even like come back to it other than being like oh yeah i haven't seen him either yeah me neither like it's just like uh, a fact you just like uh-huh. he died he perished it's over this kid's gone. And then, like, they make plans to, like, keep the fire going so there's smoke, right, in case there's a mm. ship or whatever. And so, like, they see a ship. They see a ship one day, and they're like, yes, there's a ship. We're going to be saved. But they look up the mountain, and the other boys have let the fire go out. There's no um. smoke. There's no smoke signal. The ship has no idea that they're there. So, like, pretty <laughs> early on, they could have been saved. But instead, this, like, group of boys, because they would, like, rotate shifts, mm-hmm who were in charge of making the fire work and, like, keep it going because they were like, okay, green sticks because it's smokier. Like, they started to kind of figure out some stuff, which was good, until boys got all bloodlusty and, like, all civilization goes out the window. They were like, screw the fire. I heard a pig in the woods. I'm going to go catch a pig. So, like, all these boys, like, paint themselves up and are like army crawling through the woods and like they got their spears and they've been like because they've been trying to catch these pigs for a while but like mm-hmm. ralph was like no guys like we need to focus on the fire like getting saved is more important right now than getting meat like yeah which it obviously is because you don't need meat if you're saying yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. once the boat comes they will have food for you but they're kids right so like they can only hold civility in for so long because they have no organization skills like they have no practical skills there's no adults around there's nobody even remotely grown up so, like, Piggy's, like, the smart kid who's, like, always got some, like, but that doesn't work because of this, and that's not logical because of this. And so, like, he's the smart one who has, like, good ideas, but, like, everyone, like, hates Piggy <laughs> and is, like, mean to Piggy. And, like, everyone starts, like, fighting and, like, they don't really, like, get their crap together and make huts like they're supposed to, like, they agreed upon. Like, they make, like, two and they're, like, eh, hey, it's good enough because they're a bunch of kids. And they, like, will scatter and go, like, dick around in the forest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically that's just like this entire book is them just being like oh nope that didn't work and so like now I'm at the point in the book where like the kids are pretty sure there's like a beast on the island because like it's, um. a, it's a pretty small island like they scoped it out like right at the very beginning and they like got as far up as they could and like looked around and they could see like the reef and everything everywhere so they're pretty sure it's just like a remote island that nobody inhabits so they feel pretty safe. Like, you know, Piggy's like, nope, I know that there can't be tigers and lions because there's no continent and all this stuff. What about bears? Oh, my. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? But they've only seen pigs, so they're pretty sure that it's just like all of these little kids being like afraid of a beast. Mm-hmm. And but like last chapter, like at the end of the night, one kid like screamed and then like fainted, but like nobody else really saw anything. And then like that's weird. But he was like a kid who had been like paranoid about like the beast, so they kind of just like chalked it up to like him being scared. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a bunch of people who were hunting, like the hunting kids who are out, like, looking for more pigs, did encounter some sort of weird animal. And they don't, like, really give me any details about this animal. Like, all they say was that, like, the kids saw, like, four eyes and, like, two sets of teeth. So I'm guessing there's, like, a pair of wolves or something on this. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm getting out of it. It's like, mm-hmm. there's some, there's something on this island. Like, mm-hmm. life happens. Life yeah. finds a way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at right now. And also... Uh, supposedly when their plane crashed some of them think that the grown-ups are still out there but some of them think the world ended so there was like they saw like an explosion so i'm not sure if that was just like their craft exploding Mm -hmm. or if it was like there was like a nuclear war like i have no idea but some of the Mm -hmm. kids aren't really sure they're like no there's nothing else that exists out there like we're here forever and some of them are like no we're definitely going to be saved um but just like two pages ago somebody from the grown-up world like came in the night and the kids didn't know it so it sounded like an airplane flew over and somebody parachuted onto the island so now i think there's an adult here and so i'm not sure like if these kids are here for a purpose like things are about to get really interesting like things are starting to get real and like i had kind of a hard time getting into it because it's a bunch of kids and this book is written when I need to find the year I feel like it's going to explain a lot of things God, what year is it it doesn't say 1954 okay yeah mm-hmm. their grammar uh, these kids like some of them were supposed to be from like England and some of them are, ha- are supposed to have weird accents but it doesn't say where they're from mm-hmm. but like their grammar and like their talking conversations are terrible it was very hard to get into like the groove of it but like now that I am like stuff's definitely starting to happen so I'm kind of looking forward to it but I'm also getting a little nervous that this is where the gross stuff starts mm-hmm. because like yeah. thus far the grossest stuff has just been like boys being boys and all bloodlusty and talking about like killing the pig and slitting its throat and the blood and like that kind of stuff like it's kind of mm. like bloody and like they're not very good with like hygiene and keeping the place clean like they're supposed to like use the restroom in a certain area but Mm -hmm. they don't like that kind of stuff like normal stuff you would expect from kids Mm -hmm. so i'm starting to get a little nervous some of the things are going to happen but i'm actually kind of looking forward to it because i don't really know what to expect yeah i'm excited for next week to see what you think yeah i'm gonna let you know because this is also actually been challenged this book like Mm -hmm. it's been banned um because of things like uh, hold on, I've got a list of it. Where to go? I think some said uh, language, racism, sex, mm-hmm. uh, vulgarity, uh, savagery, uh, wickedness. So weird. Some <laughs> odd reasons to ban books. I like wickedness. I think that's my yeah. favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll definitely let you know, like, kind of how it wraps up next week and if it kind of hits that bar. Because mm-hmm. next week we are going to talk about banned books. Yeah, our next episode is kind of yeah, kind of continuing on with the back to school 
it is officially we'll be right in the middle of banned book week so we are going to read a banned book we don't really have any criteria other than that because they are still banning books it's 2019 and they're still banning books i don't know i had a conversation the other day about it don't know if they're like banning it from like high schools I think it's specific schools. Like, when I was looking up lists of banned books, it would tell you, like, the book and then, like, where it was either banned or challenged. So Um, I think when they say banned books, they just mean that, like, books in general that have been controversial and potentially there have been high schools in history. Like, they may be available now, but, like, mm -hmm. historically they've been banned or at least been discussed or challenged to a certain level. So we'll talk about, like why they were challenged too. Yeah. Cause I know that like the hate you give, which just came out in 2018 was a challenged book due to uh, being police negative or anti-police. Right. So right. yeah, I, so they're I, still I, doing it. Considering our day and age, I could see that, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think each of the books that we picked, I don't know if you've picked yours. I picked mine. Oh, I have not picked mine yet. I've been very focused on catch 22. I picked one oh. I've actually read, but it's been a long time, and I'm actually really looking forward to it because I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, there was a really good reason this was banned. Like, mm-hmm. it was pretty inappropriate for me to have read when I did. Oh, I'm really so, excited to hear what book it ends up being then. Yeah, so mystery, but yeah. it's a good one that we'll definitely probably give trigger warnings for because I don't want anybody to come into this unprepared. Oh, yeah, that'll be a good idea. We should yeah, do that. So we'll, we'll, we'll trigger warning that next episode. Yeah. Anyways, we can't wait for y'all to come back next episode and listen to us talk about banned books. If you liked this one and like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify. Spotify. We're there. If there's somewhere else that you listen to podcasts and you're really annoyed that you have to go to a different site to listen to us, let us know and we can get on it. I can handle it, guys. Make it yeah. happen. Yeah. We're doers. Uh, like to you grant can... wishes. I'm a genie in my free time. Ooh, she just did the little I am a genie head bob, guys. I wish you could have seen it. That was awesome. That was really important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to know what books we talked about, we have them linked on our website, which is isn'titpastyourbedtime.com. Uh, so where you can also find all the books that we've talked about in all of our previous episodes as well. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, we are Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? And on Twitter, we are IIPYB underscore pod. You can also just look up Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? That works too. Yeah. But that's just not the handle because it was too long. If you have lots of things you want to say to us, you can send us an email on the interwebs at Isn't It Past Your Bedtime at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you have recommendations for future topics or something or love to hear it if you have a book that you read in high school that you don't think anyone else read let us know and bring it on maybe we'll give it a listen or a read depending audible's really nice so i might just listen but anyways get out of here you night owls go to bed midday flamingers midday flamingers my new favorite term i'm not even kidding it's gonna be my background (laughs) on my phone it's gonna be a thing Oh, it's so good. Read well, your thanks books. for listening, everybody. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Sleep tight. Don't let the, you know, crazy boys bite, I guess. <laughs>